in there. We've yeah. got some uh, amazing Linvoy Primus uh, news. Uh, so in, in 2007, he released his autobiography titled Transformed, which detailed his conversion to Christianity. This is not a dream job. This is reality. I am an actor. The best word I can say but uh, will describe this was boom. The Premier League is a fraud. Yeah, Nobby Styles, he was football's equivalent to Popeye. Weedy-looking man with glasses and no teeth. And when he walked on that football field, you'd think it was Goliath. It frustrates me. I mean, Martinez loses all that. I mean, it's like Men in Black is. Have you ever seen the film Men in Black? Coyote, Ben Affleck, a yellow kebab. Ferret head. Very much looks like a ferret, Hello and welcome to the Balls at A.E. Football Show, which is our football show here on Balls at A.E. brought to you in association with Ladbrokes. Coming up on today's show, it's one of the looser podcasts we've ever done. We weren't really feeling the kind of, like we could have come on and talked about Claudio Ranieri getting sacked and Mourinho not being happy about winning the League Cup. But instead, for a while we wanted to talk about Preston and... Ireland adopting Preston as our second mm. team now because of the huge Irish influence there. That got us thinking about other Irish teams of the past where that's kind of happened, really Irish influence team. So uh, we're delighted to say that we, we have Stephen Hunt joining us on the line again. He's the first uh, recurring guest, returning guest he's on the podcast. He's the only podcast. one we haven't pissed off so much that he hasn't come back. That's another way to look at it, sure. Uh, he, but he's back and he's going to be talking about his time at Reading and Wolves as well. He had two very Irish uh, camps in, in both of those scenarios. We'll also be bringing you the Ladbrokes bed of the week, of course. Um, but before we do that, a reminder to subscribe to us on iTunes. We've been getting some great uh, feedback on there. You can leave a review as well. Uh, we're also across all of the podcast formats. Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that good stuff. But subscribe to us on iTunes because, you know, that's better. Be better. Um, so Preston North End. They're going relatively well in the championship. They're flying. They're flying. And a couple of their players are flying as well. And a couple of those players are Irish players. So it's only natural that the entire country... I, I love the way this happens. Yeah, like so uh, people get People say Irish bandwagoners like it's a bad thing. <laughs> and it's only it's, really it's a bad... It's, it's only, it's only really a bad thing when you know it's time to get off the bandwagon. And what's left is kind of just like, oh, forget that guy. But that doesn't always happen, and especially not in, in football. So that's why I'm particularly happy to see this bandwagon going down, because Daryl Horgan's obviously the, the star attraction there. But yeah. when I think about Press North End now, you've got... Aidan McGeady, you've got Daryl Horgan, you've got um, Andy Boyle, you've got Alan Brown, and you've got Greg Cunningham. Those five players. Now, Andy Boyle's not really in, in the first-team picture. He's been on the bench a lot lately. But they're five players who are, you know, really amongst it at Preston North End and have a deciding factor in, in what happens. Uh, obviously, the star attraction is is Daryl Horgan and his transition from the League of Ireland to England and surely on now to the Irish, uh, the, the, the national team. Yeah. Um, but I, I think just as interesting is the renaissance of Aidan McGeady. It's so interesting. Because, like, McGeady's had patches in his career when he's been outstanding. The, you know, Spartak Moscow fans had a little period there where they were in love with him. When he first arrived at Everton, he scored that goal of the season contender on his debut, I think it was. Oh, yeah. And Everton fans were like, wow, why didn't we do this earlier? And then, you know, like Sheffield Wednesday was bad for him. But now he's gone to Preston and, and everyone's expecting it to go similar to Sheffield Wednesday where he'll be a regular player, but nothing to really write home about. The opposite of, has been true. I was reading about Preston on, I think it was Reddit Soccer a couple of weeks ago, and there was a Preston fan in there. And someone asked him, like, what's the story with Aidan McGeady? And he basically said, Aidan McGeady hasn't had a single game for us where he hasn't been really good. He's been brilliant. It's, he's so great to watch. And 
obviously Robbie Brady is suspended for the Wales game and Jonathan Walters is probably not going to play through injury. Mm-hmm. James McLean has been getting his game at West Brom by half-hour yeah. spells in which he gets booked off the bench. So McGeady has to be in with a shout. He's, He's legitimately in, in with a shout starting against Wales. McGeady is in with a shout. I think you've got to give... Uh, James McLean not starting place from what he's done in the campaign already. I, I would agree. He's been with that. he's been our best player in yeah, the campaign. I, I I'd say uh, so. He's got to start, but that still leaves a vacant place. Like Johnny Walters would usually be on the right yeah. with McLean on the left. So you know, like and like Aidan McGeady's this figure where he will divide opinion. You know, like if we do something praising Aidan McGeady on the site, we'll always get people in the comments going, "He's a waste of space. He's an mm. absolute spoover," and that's. That's born out of frustration at seeing how his career has kind of panned out with such initial promise at Celtic. But, you know, on current form, he's easily one of the the best on current form players in the squad. And I can't stress that enough on current form because this time last year, if you would suggested Aidan McGee to start, people would be be laughing at you. But now he very much is in uh, in the equation and it's come all of his own good work at Preston. Yeah, no, it's been great. Obviously, Daryl Hogan as well has... He's been great. He's exploded onto the scene. You, you, when he went over, you had obviously an ideal scenario in your head of how it would go, and maybe there'd be one or two more goals in there. But this, he, like, he, what a start! He's it's done. Just the he's fact done that perfect, perfect start to go and build a properly good career. Uh, but he's, in, he's in probably first choice. Well. He's yeah. one of the first names in the team, Jay, and it's not he's one of the Richie Tell situations where he's Tell is really struggling to get into this yeah. into what is an admittedly very good Brighton side mm-hmm. that will probably go up automatically to the Premier League. But if they do go up, I mean that means you know Richie Tell should really find another club if he didn't get possibly um, or or he's gonna get the big, big chance and you know he's gonna burst on to And hopefully hopefully he's gonna do that. Crossed. But it's it sh- it goes to show like Horgan was linked with Newcastle and it was linked with yeah. uh with other clubs. Preston has seemed a really good shout for him. Uh, obviously, Andy Boyle's yet to really break into the side. Mm-hmm. He randomly did co-commentary on... On one of their games. Yeah, on just when he joined. Uh, and other than that, uh, who else is there? Alan Brown, Greg Cunningham yeah. is a definite shout Alan Brown, for the squad. Alan, Alan Brown, I'll talk, we'll talk, talk about, about Alan Brown. We'll talk about Cunningham in a bit, but yeah. Alan Brown is uh, by far the biggest, the most underrated uh, player in all of this. And even, like, there's even been instances where we know, like, we're, we're not talking about Alan Brown and we should be because we've put up posts, maybe it's uh, Horgan's goal or his assist or McGeady's goals or assists, and we're praising, we're seen to be praising uh, McGeady and, and Horgan so much. People are saying, like, lads, Alan Brown's actually the, be- the best performing Irish player in that team. He's locked down in their centre mid. He's one of the most important players of their team. And that's a position where, you know, when you're looking at the Irish team, he's got Harry Arter ahead of him. He's got James McCarthy and Glenn Whelan. Obviously, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm. So that's, it's unfortunate in a way that he seems to be in a position that's going to be the toughest to break in to the Irish team because O'Neill and Keane have a really big player base there. But if he keeps, he, he should definitely be in the squad for Wales, Alan Brown. I feel that he should, yeah. Definitely, because we've seen players, you know, uh, other championship midfielders like Stephen Gleeson getting recognised for their good form in the championship recently. I think it's, it's time to get Brown uh, back involved. And but I think Cunningham could be there as well. Cunningham's left, a really, left really back. Came person. through at Man City and then kind of drifted away. But he's, he's back rebuilding his career up the English leagues now. Obviously, Robbie Reddy suspended, so that there's a spot there. Um, like it's, it's hard to break into the left-back position in many ways in the Irish team because Brady's an option there. Yeah. I don't think he should be wasted there anymore. And, and I the think, good work I think Martin O'Neill agrees with that. And the improvement that Wardino has But shown. that's what I was just yeah. going to say. Stephen Ward's such a, such a solid player there. Mm-hmm. But like you know, there's a gap there to be the backup left-back. Maybe Brady's that. But definitely for the backup against Wales. And I think Cunningham's a really good shout there. And there's a brilliant picture he shared after the QPR yeah. game with Ryan Manning. They were next-door neighbours in Goal. And yeah, they're tearing it up gas. in the championship. It's great. 
It uh, is great. Ryan Manning is another one to keep, to keep an eye out for. Like, this is a thing. Like the championship is is really <laughs> is really exciting to to watch these days. It's bit like you've got like even last night we we were doing coverage of the Newcastle Brighton game. You know the Villa game as well. Yeah. Connor Horan at, at Villa is another centre midfielder who's going to try and break into the team. So uh, the championship has just been it's, it's so been quality this season. Absolutely quality. And just so at the moment we reckon that. Uh, Preston's Irish contingent is five because Owen Doyle, yeah. another interesting story, Owen Doyle who battered uh, <laughs> Jerome, Be- Jermaine, Jerome, Beckford. Jermaine Beckford, who's Jerome, Cameron Jermaine Jerome. Beckford on, on pitch and got sent off uh, just before Christmas. So he's been loaned to Portsmouth. Uh, but Callum Robinson is a striker with Preston and he's eligible for Ireland. Ah. So there is. So we actually, it might be six. And let's get mm, Owen Doyle I don't back. Think, I don't, we can't include him until we have confirmation, declaration. Of uh, yeah. of what country he wants to represent because we made that mistake rather with a rather high profile example before <laughs> and giving him a bit more love than he deserved. So um, just in terms of the other teams, you did a cracking story for the site last week on Aston Villa could at one stage yeah. fielded eleven Irishmen. Am I right? Yeah. So this is something that I forgot about, and then the image recirculated on social media, and I just went, "Jesus Christ!" There was I eleven totally forgot Irish about this. players, twelve if you include Jack Grealish, which we which we won't, <laughs> and we don't. Um, but the, yeah, there was eleven players there, so obviously that picture of them holding up the flag was there, and I was just like, "What are they up to now?" And then I was like, "Oh well, you know, if only we had a way to do that." feature on site mm-hmm. you know where are they now we where absolutely love them because our readers absolutely love them everybody loves knowing those guys that you were li- thinking about a while ago what are they actually up to yeah. uh, so it didn't take a lot of research because most of them are still in the game obviously you've got uh, Richard Dunn now he's doing punditry and, and, and Robbie Keane but like it's interesting and what's crazy was the oh, timing Robbie of the Keane post was Robbie Keane that was when he was on loan from the MLS and he had a really like really short but successful stay at, uh, at Aston Villa it was a quality time to be a Villa fan I'm sure I would know because I wasn't but and I but it was weird in a way that like there was 11 Irish players there yeah. but when you think of the most Irish teams in English football in recent times you wouldn't go straight to Villa no it's because of the likes of Graham Burke who I think he's just signed, signed for Shamrock Rovers like a week before I'd done that so that was handy and yeah. Mikey Drennan like they're guys that you don't uh, they didn't break into the first team so you don't really but what I did learn in that is Aston Villa had an incredible run to the FA Youth Cup final in 2010 and it was on the back like they're all of their star players at the time were Irish and I remember reading a report of the thing and it was like Villa's Irish star set to take over or something like that and I was like there was no buzz about that at yeah, the time like no now if you told us that a team is getting to the FA Cup Youth Cup final with like four or five Irish players in it we'd be all over them huge. and we'd be like calling them to be in the <laughs> in the squads going forward oh, but at the time there wasn't uh, there wasn't much made about it at all what his name I can't first name's escape me now Williams uh, hold on, I have it open here. But uh, Derek Williams, I Derek think it Williams. was. Yeah, Captain Ireland in the under 21 level. He played for Villa at that time. There's a lot of things expected of him. I think he's still going strong. He plays for he plays for, plays for Blackburn. He's still young as well. Yeah. He's like 25, 26. And I think he's had actually... Blackburn have been a bit of a, a mess, but I think he's had a decent season for them. But uh, it's just I just love uh, this idea of just really Irish takeovers at English clubs. And the best, arguably the best one ever was Sund Ireland. Yeah. Which even works on a play on words point of view I mean I've got so this is the Roy Keane squad that won the championship yeah oh no this is sorry this is the one that began so this is the Roy Keane squad that began the Premier League season yeah the one they stayed up in after winning the championship it's unbelievable I'm going to fi- rattle through a few of the names Ian Hart is there Paul McShane Anthony Stokes Daryl Murphy Liam Miller Ooh, hold on sorry Andy Reid Clive Clark Roy O'Donovan Graham Kavanagh David Connolly uh, Connor Hurahan was there as well. 
alongside Jordan Henderson, actually, who's obviously who's obviously English. Yeah. Uh, and that's unbelievable. And obviously, this they had sold Stephen Elliott, friend of the show, Stephen Elliott. Tell you what, there's an absolute bang of where they now off that. Yeah. Absolute bang and, of where and they the, now post. But the, but the great sadness with this team is that they have left so many Sunderland fans in Ireland now. Yeah, struggling with the bottom of the Premier League. We had one in our office there mm. for a while, one Dutchie, uh, Dutchie Holland. But um, I think, did David Myler break through into that team as well? I think it was after Keane, he oh, came maybe. through at Sunderland. I could be wrong in saying that. But yeah, very hugely Irish uh, influence there. But the one, and we'll talk a, a bit more about uh, this team with Stephen Hunt because he played in it yeah. in a bit. But I absolutely loved that Reading team. And I have a oh, confession yeah. to make as well. Okay, this is on. when they were a championship team now. They okay. weren't in the Premier League, but I actually had a Reading jersey. That's okay. It was a there. nice jersey. It was, that's, this was, is the, like this the, is the main thing. The sponsor was a weird kind of printer Ky- company. Psycho Gira. Psycho Gira. It was a lot of Reading jersey. shirts I'll going I'll tell you what, I thought it was going to be, I went down to football training in that jersey and I thought it was going to be an issue. I thought people were going to be like, you're a Man United fan, what are you doing? And like, I didn't support Reading. I just, mm. I, I'm, I'm a football jersey enthusiast and collector yeah. as you're well aware. <laughs> but I wore that down and people were like, holy shit, where do you get that? I want one. That was the reaction to it. Because And then when they came into the Premier League, I kind of like, Fell out of love with them a little bit. Although really? Man United did always beat them, so that was good. Well, that was always solid. But uh, no, they were such an enjoyable team to watch. Not only for the uh, the Irish contingent, but also for the, just the random heads in that team. And that's another thing. We have something planned for uh, for Stephen Hunt. We're going to surprise him. We're literally just going to throw names at him <laughs> and say, go on, tell us a little bit about him. So hopefully he is up for doing that. But uh, everybody thinks of Hunt. In fact, the studio that we're in right now has a picture of... Kevin Doyle, Shane Long and Stephen Hunt uh, looking very dapper at some sort of award ceremony together. There was more youngsters coming through. It was just a really exciting time because that was at an at the end of a time when you were starting to notice, like, Jesus, there actually aren't that many Irish players playing in the Premier League yeah. anymore. And there certainly aren't that many. How many goals did Kevin Doyle get in that, in that breakthrough it season? It must have been 20, 18. It must have been like it was 18. the 20 mark. But I remember Doyle was scoring every week and it was just such an exciting time. And and, and seeing and then, then you had Shane Long's season in the Championship where you're like, oh, this is unbelievable. I think he got 24 goals, 25 maybe wrong. But he broke through and they got promoted. And you're thinking... Will he translate it to the Premier League? And obviously, he's been Ireland's first choice striker ever since. So, that was a really good team. The Wolves team as well. But uh, I think now is the perfect time to jump straight into that interview with Stephen Hunt. So, Stephen Hunt is joining us again on the Balls of Football Show. Stephen, it's great to have you back. Uh, we gather you're on the way to an absolutely cracking game in Burton Albion versus Wolverhampton under 23. So, thanks very much for uh, sharing your time with us. We were just talking about uh, Preston North End and how every Irish football fan is kind of looking out for them as, as, as not maybe not their second team, but everybody's got an interest with you know the Daryl Horgan story and, of course, the, the resurgence of Aidan McGeady as well as a number of other players there. So, there was no better man really to get on the phone than yourself having the last time that really happened for many Irish fans was when yourself and Kevin Doyle and Shane Long were spearheading a contingent of Irish players at Reading. Uh, is that a time you look back on in your career now and have fond memories of? Yeah, for sure. And then obviously we had Kevin and Shane and they had no my brother coming along as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, so yeah. even stronger to a certain degree. Uh, oh, it was good fun. Um, myself and Kevin probably put ourselves on the map in the first year in Reading, along with Shane, in terms of our football career. So it was obviously a very proud moment. Uh, listen, it was good fun. I can't say, you know, 
had, had good fun and enjoyed the time out, enjoyed each other's company, whether that was just relaxing and that was going out as well. We kind of understood, understood how we got on. Stephen, did it make it easier for you to succeed at Reading and make the big move up to the Premier League with a lot of Irish players around you, or would that have made any difference at all? Uh, I think we can we motivate each other for sure. Uh, it doesn't make it any easier, no, because you have to go on this. No, you have to go on the pitch, and unfortunately, Kevin doesn't hold my hand on the pitch. At the time he was flying, he motivated me to get in the team for sure. Fantastic, and like we've seen uh, now, obviously Daryl Horgan is going over. He's gone over to Preston, and he's he's had a really good start to his career there. Do you think for him, his experience? I know obviously it's it's hard to talk not not being uh, Daryl Horgan, but with him going over there, do you think Aidan McGiddy being there already, and the likes of Alan Brown, Greg Cunningham, other guys who who maybe know what he's been through in, in coming up through the game, will have been easier for him to settle in? Yeah, I think it would have been easier for him to settle in with Greg and, and Alan Brown. McGeady's uh, a different kettle of fish only because he's in his position. And yeah. there's been an upsurge in, in Aidan McGeady's performance in the last couple of months. So maybe that's something to do with with coming into the setup. So uh, Yes, it makes it easier for Darrell to get on well, of course. But listen, the, it's early days yet. They keep their head down and they crack on and do them. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And Stephen, I have a theory that you can disabuse me of if you want, that I have a feeling that a gang of Irish lads at an English football team could show the rest to your teammates a proper night out. Can you confirm or deny anything about that? I can confirm that the English boys were better drinkers <laughs> than us. Oh, wow. Oh, really? <laughs> no, we all like a joke and a giggle, but make no mistake about it, Kevin Doyle and myself, Shane Long... It's a dedicated uh, group. They were dedicated in yeah. the right way mm. and, and went about with it. But in terms of drinking, yeah, listen, they, they were used to it, to be honest. We were, we were on our way to making more money and trying to be a success. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> that's answer. entirely that's, fair enough, yeah. That's fun of that. Just, yeah. Yes, we, we do like to laugh and we like to giggle. Yeah. But trust me, when it, when it comes down to it and, and we want to win a game of football, then we'll, we'll, we'll concentrate in life. Business time is business time. And then again at Wolves, this this is interesting because the, the first, I think, it w- was it the 08 season at Reading yourself, you you're, you emerged and there was the likes of Doyle as well. But then a couple of years later when your brother arrived, there was another uh, burst. But also during your time at Wolves, you, was it, was did you, was Doyle there as well at Wolves during the time that you were there? Yes, Kevin Foley, Stephen Ward. And yeah, and uh, Andy Keogh was another uh, one, wasn't it? Andy Keogh. Yeah. Yeah, Keogh, yeah, Keogh was there for a while it was mayhem. Uh, <laughs> it was good fun to be around. To, to be honest with you, yeah. it was it was nice. It was good banter, and I think as well, been at Reading, I think Wardy at the time, and a few others look kind of looked up to us. Yeah, that sure. we've been there, done the day. Wolves come later, so listen, it was nice to pass on the experience. They've all got their own careers and done so it's been nice to see. Yeah, great. And did you get on with all the Irish guys, Stephen? Because without wanting to lob too big a grenade here. Simon yeah. Cox was at Reading with you. Is it fair to say you weren't yeah. the best of mates? Come on, it's, it's, it's one of those things you don't come. Everybody in the work do you? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, listen, I well from himself in his career and bits and pieces, and of course he, he is what he is. But in, in terms of his attitude uh, towards football, it was never a problem. It's just, 
wasn't. Yeah, fair enough. I ain't, I ain't saying say no more. You don't <laughs> get on with everybody, do you? I bet you don't get on with the fellow beside you. You can't say it now. <laughs> <laughs> You've exposed us. You've exposed us. We're going exactly. a, a special drama <laughs> episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we'll move on from Simon Cox. What we did, what we've got coming up later on the show is something we've recorded in advance on Facebook Live with our viewers. And we were wondering if you would indulge us in partaking a little bit as well. What we asked our uh, viewers on Facebook to do was to throw some names at us of footballers that we haven't thought of in a while. Kind of guys that maybe made a name for themselves, whether it was a a one-time wonder thing in the Premier League and then kind of faded away. But a number of them that came up that our fans suggested were actually teammates of yours at some stage in your career. So I thought it might be a good idea if we could kind of ask you, just present you with a name. And obviously, if you don't remember anything about them, that's entirely fair enough. But if there was anything that you can think of... Maybe that comes to mind when the name... And I'm going to start it with someone who I think you should have a memory of. Uh, Andre BK. What can you tell us about him? Uh, Madman. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that. uh, just, just not all day, really. Just had a temper. Uh, very talented footballer, but just defending what just couldn't defend to save his life, unfortunately. And he, I, I remembered when his name popped up earlier, I instantly remembered a red card he got against Burnley. Wasn't that, was that an occasion where he just went absolutely mental? I'm trying to remember now. What I, think, I think he headbutted someone, if I'm right in saying. Yeah. We should have known because when he was on trial, he got sent off in his first game in a pre-season <laughs> friendly for, for doing something silly, if I remember right. And yeah. Listen, uh, <laughs> you know what, he did okay for us for a while. Yeah, he did go to Burnley. He was one of those players that had all the physical tools, but when you were watching him, it was just like, oh, he's he's absolutely insane. (laughs) Uh, Stephen Marcus Hanneman. Uh, You're picking some mad ones, aren't you? Yeah, I'm telling you. you. Some guy had a presence in goal, didn't look very pleasing on the ice in terms of this boy, but he good with his positional play and extremely good influence off the pitch even if he was crazy you know, oh cool and God knows what he's doing there because he's probably shooting deer or something I think that's a great yeah. shave I think, that, I think I've seen an interview with Mark Sandman that's a fantastic shave <laughs> no he's a great lad generally uh, listen Americans are American but he generally is he actually ain't that bad to be fair okay another one this is uh, also extremely Ivar Ingemarsson are there any memories of him? Uh, I don't have a clue who he is. Very good positional wise, extremely clever. And I think he owns a bed and breakfast now in Iceland and runs it from there. Oh, very wow. happy. Brilliant. Very well educated, and so he's probably just saving his money and doing a bit bits and pieces, living the life every day. As you say, he doesn't vary into any different yeah. situations. Not very good in the night hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, That's good. Cause extremely he... sound guy, so uh, and nice fella as well. Hence the reason why we did work for wow. a certain period. And there was a couple of your former Hull City teammates that popped in as well. And one in particular that I would like to know about is Giovanni, when you were playing at Hull. What was he like in the training ground? Because, again, he is somebody who burst onto the scene. I remember he scored a huge goal for Hull at the Emirates and uh, against Arsenal. And he just looked to have all the technical qualities, but then kind of faded away. I'm not sure whether he, he moved on after Hull, if he got a big money move. What was he like, basically? Uh, a luxury player. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely, but very talented. 
Uh, I didn't get to know him that well because when he travelled from Manchester every day when he was at Manchester, he used to get a driver. He used to sleep all the way to training, not much when he got there, but a nice guy and, and harmful, very harmless in fairness. So very talented as well, free kicks and, and other bits, but I couldn't tell you what he had for tea if you want to know that. <laughs> no, he was a master of dead ball as well, to be fair to him. And another one is Jan Venegor of Hesselink. He's someone that someone mentioned for us. Uh, that, now, you were a winger and he was, you know, what, like a two metre striker? So he must have been handy to aim your crosses at. Yeah, he's a good target man. Uh, he wasn't the typical Dutch guy that's full of arrogance. I think Celtic had meddled him by the time he to Hull. I think he was very good to be around. Just to, probably just past his best in his career in terms of his peak and stuff. But extremely, extremely nice guy as well. And Ferguson. That's great. That's a, that, we, we won't a- ask you to <laughs> to go back in your, in your memory now. We'll we'll, we'll leave it Unless there. Do you want to talk about Jimmy Bullard? Well, no? if you bring him up, oh, he yeah, was. He, he is somebody that popped up, although, you know, everybody hears about no, Jimmy Bullard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got any good uh, Bullard <laughs> stories in the bank? <laughs> Stay in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll bring you on for a Jimmy Bullard special and, and we, can, we can dedicate an entire podcast to him. But before we do let you go... Uh, the last time you were on, and this is, we're not trying to throw you under the bus here with a prediction, but you were, you, you were saying that Liverpool were one of the favourites to win the league. A lot of people were at the time. But now the situation has obviously changed. Is there anything you think, can you put it down to any one thing as to, as to what's happened at Liverpool lately? Oh, you're killing me because I'm writing the article on Liverpool tonight. For some oh, reason, wow. no. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet points, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go there. I have plenty of ambition. I okay. might change it, actually. I might change it. I've got two choices. I've got Slatan, or I've got Liverpool. Wow. I'll, go, I'll, I'll give you a Liverpool. I probably would have gone with Slatan in the end. Okay, um, no, I just think they've they've gone sour to a certain degree, and maybe the lack of players coming in generally has hurt them, but uh, it would have been nice to see a few fresh faces. Extremely... Uh, Disappointing in the final third in terms of a centre forward. I think that I think storage will leave end of the year. And listen, thanks a million no, for uh, for coming back onto the show. Um, and thanks a million for telling us about Andre BK, Stephen Hunt. We'll uh, we'll chat to you again soon, hopefully. Cool lads, cheers. Thanks a million, Stephen. Cheers, lads. Get double the odds on first goal scorer with Ladbrooks. That's right, if you're winning first goal scorer scores in the opening 20 minutes of selected live matches, then Ladbrooks will double the odds. Available in Ladbrook shops nationwide. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Dunlewy.net. So that is Stephen Hunt. It's great to have him back. Um, I, I sh- actually, I should say that when I was talking about Simon Cox, uh, that's me trying to be a journalist and get Stephen Hunt to tell a story that he's told before. Yeah. And he didn't tell it to us. But he fell out with Stephen Hunt, uh, with Simon Cox, uh, which you can find on our site. Yes. We did a, did a feature on that. It's a it's a pretty good story. It's time. I'm, also, before we move on to the Labrooks Better Week, okay. I want to say that I am delighted that the first word he said about Andre BK was madman. Because when we do our thing later, I'm pretty sure the first thing I said about Andre BK was that he was a madman. Andre BK is going to face royalties for this. And Andre um, Labrooks Better the Week time. Um, Ladbrokes have given us double match odds on the following games for uh, this weekend. Friday is Birmingham versus Leeds. That is going to be a cracker in the championship. Saturday is Liverpool versus Arsenal. That's going to be an 
entertaining goal yeah. fest in the Premier League. And then Sunday, we've got Spurs versus Everton, Sunderland versus Man City, and then on Monday, we've got West Ham versus Chelsea. So there's five games that Labrook are offering, Labrooks are offering double match odds on. Our bet of the week goes to Gavin now yeah. because you won one. You did it. You oh, pulled one in for the podcast. Wow, I, I wasn't here. You maybe weren't here. Yeah, so I was, I was largely derided by Gavin. I picked a double in the Premier League of West Brom to beat Bournemouth and Everton to beat Sunderland. Both teams were at home and there were enormous odds of like 1.79 to 1. Nice. And Gavin scoffed at the lack of money that you'd win. But you, we did actually win money mm. as opposed to all the odds, that uh, all the bets that he's given us. I'm going to go a little bit more balls to the wall this week. Certainly, uh, more than four and a half goals between Liverpool and Arsenal on Saturday Oof. evening. It's at four to one, so we need five goals in the match, yeah. and it'll happen because with Liverpool and Arsenal, I've never seen a better example of a resistible force meeting a movable object. Yeah, like they're two utterly spineless teams, and two teams that, that refuse collapse. to play any other way. Exactly, as well. they'll collapse in an orgy of goals, and it was seven goals in the Emirates. Uh, last time they played Anfield, it was 3-3. Yeah. This game is more 90-minute goals than any other fixture in the Premier League. I'm now out of stats. And having said all those stats, it's going to be nil-nil. Or 1-0 to Liverpool or Arsenal in a day. You just know it. It's absolutely written now. Oh, no, I think. But it should, it should be an absolute goal fest and an absolute clusterfuck of defensive uh, mistakes. So uh, we're looking forward of, uh, to that one. Speaking of clusterfucks, will we move on to our Yes, uh, let's, our let's, let's introduce the segment before we dive into it. So we were stuck for a segment to do, as we said at the top of the show. Um, but we wanted to reintroduce the ball bag. Yeah. But we've actually gone and glamorised it by calling it the Ball Bag Live. So what we did is, and if you're following us on Facebook, you may have seen it, and if you didn't, look out for the next one because we're going to be doing it again because it turned out to be a lot of fun. The Ball Bag Live is basically, we're going to head on Facebook Live with a question for you guys where we want you to just throw random names at us. And that, well, that was the case this time, I should say. This was the first time. It's not going to be like that every time. But we hit Facebook Live and we said, hit us with a name that we haven't thought about it in a while from the world of football and we got nearly 600 comments <laughs> so we had originally planned to just do a quick 10 minute piece turned into a 20 minute piece and we still only touched like on one sixteenth of the names that had been thrown on us but we had some fun we brought up some random names some that uh, Stephen Hunt you, you will have got a little sneak preview um, you can expect a few names to pop up again there but we hope you enjoy it let's get into that at Ladbrokes, if one team lets you down on your ACA of five teams or more, you'll get your money back as a free bet up to €25. Euro. Ladbrokes, online, mobile and in-shop. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Dunlewy.net. Hello and welcome to the Ball Bag Live. This is a new thing we're trying as part of the Balsley Football Show, which is our football show on Balsley in association with Ladbrokes. Uh, the Ball Bag is our questions and answers session we have, sometimes on Twitter, sometimes on Snapchat, sometimes on Instagram. Today it's going to be on Facebook. I think we're also live on Periscope as well. Uh, what we want from you is we want random names. Throw them at us. Uh, random footballers from the past decade, the past 20 years, Give us the names, and then if you feel like it, uh, why you remember them, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be naming these random folks and kind of giving an example of, of why we remember footballers. I'm joined by Gavin Cooney and scarf enthusiast Gavin Casey here in the live video today. I'm disappointed I'm not, the, I'm not the Gavin that's the scarf enthusiast, yeah, but no, you we'll give him that much. We've got a long way to go as well to catch, to catch Gavin up. But uh, yeah, so basically throw names at us, get your comments in the section. We've got a few to kick it off. I think I'll kick it off go okay. with, uh, with a name that I've... I've been thinking about it, but I know you haven't been thinking about it for a while. I'm going to kick it off and say Hendry Thomas. 
I've never, I've never thought of. Do you remember? How I should say it? that I'm in, I'm in the equivalent of dictionary corner here uh, with the yeah. laptop to Google the people that we don't know. Uh, Henry Thomas, I vaguely remember Henry you Thomas. Did he play Henry with Thomas. Charles? No, Wigan. He was part Wigan. of that really weird Wigan team. He was from Honduras. Honduras. Yeah. yeah there yeah, you yeah. go. Was it Henry Honduras with an I? Fielder. No. Oh, fucking hell. I don't I think so. Are we allowed? Are we allowed to swear? <laughs> well, we've done. We it have now. to swear. So Sorry. you've broken the uh, broken the watershed. Sorry. But um, yeah, Henry Thomas is my one because he was crap and he got sent off loads. That's yeah, why, I, I do that's remember. That's why Henry. I remember Henry he played. He played in the World Cup for Honduras as well, I believe. He did indeed. Oh, we're getting some names in here. We're there flying in. Do uh, we want to know where Henry Thomas currently is? Thanks to the magic of uh, yeah, Google. tell us what's Henry Thomas. Uh, he's oh well, he must be retired. Yeah, Twenty fifteen, the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Side once graced by George Best. Now they have Henry Thomas. We've got uh, a really good one in the comments. Okay, go on. <laughs> Sorry, bye bye, Henry Thomas. That's the end of Henry. I'm going to cut you off because I am going to say that Seamus O'Donnell has, has, has popped in Leroy Lita. Oh, what a baller! There is, I haven't heard. I haven't thought of Leroy. I Lita. was. Uh, I was thinking about Leroy Lita today because <laughs> um, you think about him all days. Uh, to uh, just to forward sell to the people down the like camera, we've Stephen Hunt on the podcast uh, that's out in full later on this evening, and I was researching his former teammates and that great Irish Reading team. Yeah. Leroy Lita was among the Irish he contingent was, there. Yeah, and he was really good for a little while. He yeah, was he like was. frightening pace is what I remember about Leroy Lita. Uh, you associate him with Reading. Did he also play for Wolves? Was that a thing? Don't know. Will I, I go back to, to dictionary corner? In my head, I was thinking Middlesbrough or somewhere like that, Weird. but it could have been. It could have been Wolves. Um, we've but I don't know who would he, would he been in the team ahead of Sylvan Ebanks Blake. Oh, yeah, at the same time. <laughs> After he he just got released by Man United, wasn't that his yeah. whole thing? He was like too good. He was one of those players that was too, too good, good for, for the, the championships, but not good enough to break into the Man United first team. And then they went out on loan everywhere, like. Um, Lee Martin and Chris Eagles. There's two yeah. more bonus names. Do we want to know where uh, Leroy Lita currently is? Yeah. He's playing with Sisakhet FC in the Thigh Provincial League. Well, there you go. He's there you go. I'd say he's having he won, I think he won the league there last year. Gooch, Gooch O'Neill has a, a fantastic Go on, here. Gooch. Uh, Ulysses De La Cruz. Holy God, Oh, Gooch. hold on now. Was he in Aston Villa? Yeah. Uh, was it Ecuador, Costa Rica? Ecuador. 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 Oh, oh, come on. He, uh, Ulysses De La Cruz oh, was actually a baller at the 2002 World Cup for yeah. Ecuador. So, uh, yeah, they had a great campaign. It's, a re- it's actually a really good shape from Gooch there. Yeah, and another one from Declan Brennan. This is a good one as well. He says, Collins John, not John Collins. Oh, uh, yeah, Collins John, I Dutch striker. Col- yeah. Scored an absolutely magnificent goal at the Riverside. What was then the Riverside? He it's was, probably changed he, now. He played for Fulham circa 05-06 when they had that kit that was just like mainly black, just one black sleeve here and mostly white here. Oh. And then I, I do very much remember a commentator going, and they used to cheer for John Collins and now they cheer for Collins John <laughs> yeah. in this weird alternative. He reality. did. He broke in and had some had some good success with Fulham. Yeah, did. David Tyrrell's got another uh, uh, outstanding shade here. He says Linvoy Primus. Oh my word. Can we get, can we get, some, can we find out what Linvoy Primus is? I'd say he's still playing for Portsmouth. Pompey Icon. Yeah, he was involved. He was definitely involved. He was a coach at some stage. Yeah. Uh, Pompey Icon, Linvoy Primus, of course. While oh, you I remember now, now that I see Sean, him. Sean Fagan says Ozil, not seeing him in a few months. That's uh, oh, can we, can we go Primus? Doing there. We've yeah. got some uh, amazing Linvoy Primus uh, news. Uh, so in, in 2007, he released his autobiography titled Transformed, which detailed his conversion to Christianity. That's a book we have wow. to get. Absolutely. It's very weird of people converting to Christianity as well. Gavin Peacock, famously, or infamously, depending on where you stand on that. Oh, yeah. And Linvoy Primus. There, there you go. go. Uh, we have another good one here from Mike Fitzgerald. He says, Amir Zaki. 
I loved Amirzaki. Amirzaki yeah. scored one of the best goals I've ever seen at Anfield. Anfield. Yeah, I think the, they got beat three two, but the, the like a scissor kick yeah. almost going. Was that? Did they they game. took the lead twice in that game? Wasn't it or something like that? And I Gerard, think they were two 0 up. Gerard, Honestly, yeah, they were oh, two 0 up because yeah. there was that season Liverpool came back. They came back against City in similar circumstances as well. Uh, but this game was at Anfield. It was an amazing goal. Zaki's Zaki's sort of run in that Wigan team. Remember, it was like his first seven games. He had like seven goals in seven he games. But goal, he, yeah. he went from that to literally in the space of like eight weeks to being Steve Bruce's most hated player yeah. out of the squad, like, was going missing. Like, so he went from, like, their top scorer and most prolific striker, actually within the space of a week, to becoming an absolute bum and yeah, a leech. Really, really. Incredible. And then, and then he went back to the Far East and we never saw him again. Um, he was not only a great scorer of goals, but he was a scorer of great goals to Amrzaki. I just wanted to get that cliche on in on him as well. And on a similar line to uh, to Amrzaki, Alan Finn has popped up with Afonso Alves, who's a man very close to my heart. He scored a hat against Manchester United. Did yes. he score Heron Vane, he absolutely Heron tore it up so in, the the, story, in the air division. Afonso Alves yeah. was one of the original football manager bangers back yeah. in the day like if you signed him didn't matter if you signed him for Wigan or it didn't matter if you signed him for Barcelona he would get you 40 goals a season coming from Heronveen so he was one of the first players that football manager fans knew before they came to the Premier League and they were like watch this guy he is an absolute monster didn't he score a hat-trick like, he against, scored a hat-trick against in Man an 8-1 against Middlesbrough as well against City against City, City sorry. Yeah. Yeah. love Four the Manchester teams yeah Four uh, Alfonso Alves has been capped six times by Brazil yeah, yeah. he was no, he was like his goal scoring ratio at Heronveen was it was absurd. Like he scored he's, he's like, like six sixty-eight goals and eighty-something games. But it's always taken games. as like, oh, you never know what you're going to get with a striker from Holland. You could get a Luis Suarez, or you could get an Alfonso Alves. He's always the other side, the other side of that I, debate. Uh, yeah, I, and I think like Middlesbrough's problem were was that they had had such success with Janino and a couple of Brazilians over the years that they just thought they had to sign any Brazilian and yeah. he'd light it up. But it went the other way with Alfonso for some reason. Uh, Pascal Chimbanda. I buy Manny. Were you going to say the same one? No, Pascal Chimbanda randomly in the PFA team of the year for maybe when he was at Spurs. No, not randomly, deservedly. No, yeah. from when he was at Wigan. I mean, you, I, oh, Wigan. I think about like Pascal Chimbanda now. I right think back. right back. I think yeah. He's got the under. He's got the thermal. Tr- tights on he's got the thermal sleeves on and he's got the gloves on and the snood in like March in like April not dissimilar to myself a very, right? a very cold yeah. man Roy was uh, he did yeah. Jim Bond is another one of those players where you, you're kind of shocked Keane wanted him at Sunderland two, him and two really good shouts here that I've okay, spotted go. in the comments one of them is from Adaba Adabayo he says Taribo West yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually, actually was only thinking of Tariba West yesterday. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Why? Uh, for no reason. <laughs> uh, it, sometimes I'd just be sitting at home and Tariba West would just... Uh, and he had that effect. And you me. know who was? So, Sunday Elise. Sunday Elise. Would just I, pop into my head. Sunday Elise was one of my favourite non... Like, one of my favourite players as a kid that didn't play for Man United. I just randomly... Because like, I fell in love with that Nigeria team from the 98 world. Oh, yeah. Like, they're unbelievable. Tariba like, West was a huge part of Elise it. Elise gave birth to Monday Bandele yeah, in Dream Team as well, who was just a like, cheap rip-off of Sunday Elise. John Nolan says Ben Thatcher, that tackle on Pedro Mendes. Oh, He's unforgettable. Forget. Yeah. He was a bit of... A he had a couple, didn't he? Ben Thatcher was one of those people... Was one on- there's was never one been, Joey Barnes? There's never been such a universal agreement that a player is arguably, just, no, nice arguably the most evil Thatcher of all time. Hey. <laughs> He's got to be up there. Andy van der Meide, the big fat Dutch oh, lad who played yeah. for Everton. What was he doing? Oh, big fat is harsh, isn't it? He was big. Uh, he fat. was a bit big and a bit fat. He, uh, bit shit. He was doing something recently. <laughs> what did shit. I see about Andy van der Meide recently? I can't remember. He got involved in some scandal over in Holland. I, I mean... I, I, hopefully we will at some stage move into the commissioning of television programmes I like an Andy van der Meide in Chelsea where <laughs> Andy van der Meide goes off and plays for Chelsea I, I mean the actual content of the show isn't that important ah, it's just, just the name, name. Okay. 
Um, well, we'll move on. Michael Doyle says Janichi Inamoto. We're getting a lot of 2002 World Cup heroes yeah, here, and I like yeah. that. I'm a fan That's of that. when we're comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's I think, when you move beyond that. Will you be okay in 98? You're a little bit yeah, older than Gavin. It's Gavin's. the lads yeah. in this office who are, oh, remember him from the 1992 Premier League season. Yeah. No, we don't. No, we do. some yeah. absolutely b- bamboozling names. Jan Venegar of Hesselink. Did he ever play in the Premier League? Uh, Hull. We didn't know played he didn't. For, yeah, he played for Hull. Did he? Yeah, Jan yeah. Venegar of Hesselink. Yeah. Great shout. Timu um, Tainio, Tim Siddle. I, that was going to be one of my ones. If we, if when we kind of were worried Spurs. that we mightn't get enough comments, <laughs> I, was, I was about to bring up Tino. Scored in Anfield as well. I His think. son is playing somewhere now, I believe. Is he? So he must be very old. That's yeah. mad. Uh, another good one. You definitely are going to know about this one, Gav. Uh, Tom Siddle says Hosimi. Hosimi, oh, yeah. yeah. Rafa Benitez is first signing at Liverpool. <laughs> uh, signed for a couple of million from Malaga in the summer of oh. 2004. Uh, was famously the first man in up beside Steven Gerrard in the trophy lift in Istanbul. He uh, had a Sp- wow. Spain uh, flag yeah, wrapped around him. And Jamie Carragher has given out about it in the past since that uh, he got, like, Carragher got, like, cramp uh, at the back of the podium. So, like, had to shrink away uh, from view. Uh, it was already better that... And Hasami got is in all those pictures <laughs> he, in the front of DVDs and posters. on it. Yeah, full on. Um, I have to say, my I think my main journalistic achievement in my life is to fill 90 seconds of air on Hasami. There really you go, you've done it. Uh, we'll keep it moving because, to be honest, and apologies, we're not going to be able to get to all the comments. We've got way more than we thought we did. It's like um, 200 of them. <laughs> uh, Marcus Hanneman says Seamus. Oh, wow. I can't remember why I was thinking about him recently, but I was. And if you were looking into those writing teams... I was thinking teams, about Marcus Hanneman today. Then, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know... Uh, Marcus Hanneman will have popped up he was very funny though he's yeah, like he always short sleeved he was like super American he had a goatee for some reason American goalkeepers go bald very young yeah, they do yeah it's even going back to Casey Keller Casey Keller yeah. was Casey a Keller, Brad Friedel, Friedel. Tim Howard even was losing hair towards the end there definitely I mean good. quite a relatively young man Gabriel Heinze <laughs> says Declan Savage I'll tell you why I talk of I'll tell you why I thought of Gabriel Heinze recently was because somebody sent me a video from Argentinian television where Heinze was talking about Roy Keane grabbing him by the stones in the dressing room when you know they were 2 down at half time and my friend asked me to translate the video to see what the actual story was somehow assuming that I knew <laughs> Spanish despite having been to school with them and Spanish not being in our syllabus whatsoever. Uh, so I, I failed. But the, actually, if anybody at home is fluent in Spanish, just, just, just YouTube Gabriel Lines and Roy Keane. And if you wouldn't mind sending us the, uh, the translation as well, <laughs> greatly appreciate great. it. We'll, we'll sort you uh, out. Yeah, sort well, you definitely. Uh, Tom Siddle is, is coming back with a few. He's, not, he's mm. had a few crackers Go already. On, and, and the latest one is Khalid Boularuz. Oh, that bastard. Chelsea guy. That bastard. bastard. What a bastard. Did, Chelsea, did he play against Barcelona in the... Um, no, I'm thinking of Azir Del Horno, and the guy who oh, got sent no. out. Oh, well, there's another one, Azir Del Horno. Boularuz. Uh, I think well, he was... He arrived uh, Mourinho's one first One of the spell. chief instigators of that game at Euro 2008 between Holland and Portugal that just became... The game. That man, the, the game that Mane scored from like the sideline. Boularuz, I believe, was sent off, but he ended... Like that, he carried that with him as well. Yeah. He was a dirt, a dirt bird. He was a dirty player. And the worst, you know the worst thing about him? He was a defender. And he wore number nine at Chelsea. And he, I blame him with starting that. One of the worst human beings like, of all just, time, actually. Just, You've just reminded me. Just J- uh, John I'm McHugh. actually angry that we've talked about him. Yeah, let's no, end <laughs> uh, John McHugh's Albert, Albert Luque. Yeah. Spanish yeah, guy played yeah. at Newcastle. Oh, what man. a shout, John. And Newcastle. Well, well, I mean, he was actually names. good at Deportivo. Yeah, and once, once pl- I mean, he sh- played against Shelburne yeah. in that Champions League qualifier in 2003. Him and, Di- him and Diego yeah, Tristan were running the show at Deportivo <laughs> for a while. Yeah, and Newcastle right. had thought that they genuinely <laughs> taken the next Spanish wonder kid. And they were right to think that, but then they, he arrived and it was just like, oh no. 
Oh no. He had an absolute whippet of a left peg on yeah. him, but that was about it for Albert. Connor Canavan, uh, David and Gog. I mentioned David yeah. and Gog, another Liverpool player. He was playing in the senior team around the time there was two Liverpool players uh, in the youth team called David and Moo and Michael and Goo. So we were <laughs> deprived of front three of Ngog and Goo and Amu. And Amu. Wow. On a similar uh, but he's just trend got of strikers with short names, Michael Doyle has popped up a cracker here. Joseph Desire job. Oh, he, yeah. uh, he, I, I, this is sad on job. I remember he fractured his skull. It was the first footballer oh. I ever he- heard about fracturing his skull, and that's the only reason I remember him. Well, no, I, rem- I remember. I, I, yeah, I remember. I remember, I remember him, scoring him a being goals pretty damn good, and like just people getting job puns everywhere. Anytime he played, it was uh, it was actually kind of sad. You know, they never took him seriously. Joseph Zero job was a bit of a baller. He had the desire, and he did the job in his day. See, yeah, oh, we've actually have two, and Tom Siddles popped in again with Joseph Zero job. Um, Kieran Burke says Mustafa Hadji. Was he a bit before your time? He was yeah, late. He, was, I don't he would have been, a, and I think he was in the Robbie Keane Coventry team. No, I remember him already. But um, he was, yeah, he was the type of guy where looking at him, you'd be like, "Is this guy going to try and, and 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 rob me on holiday?" But he was actually a technically gifted player, and again, France '98 World Cup, he was incredible for Morocco. So uh, Mustafa Hadji, an absolute baller. Uh, Adrian Mutu. Yeah. See, we there were talking we about Dan Jesus. Petrescu Aiden, earlier Aiden in the Brogan office. with that one. Uh, when somebody brought up Dan Petrescu earlier, I immediately thought of Adrian Mutu purely because they were both Romanian play for Chelsea. Oh. But Mutu, what, I mean, what the hell went on there? He uh, tested positive for co- cocaine was, like he, three times. He lit up Syria. So I think he was at Parma and he was absolutely banging in goals for fun. And then he signs for Chelsea. Test his, positive. His start. He was brilliant. He scored on so his debut good. away at Wolves, five yeah, yeah. 0 win, and uh, then he was an, an unbelievable free kick taker. But then the cocaine thing happens. <laughs> then he goes back to Fiorentina. Yeah. Was it? They took so, him on. Yeah. And but then Chelsea I think he wanted him. Again. But Chelsea wanted him to pay back, like either a transfer fee or I think lost he earnings and transfer fee. They, like they nearly bankrupted him. I don't sued, know what they happened. Sued, in they the sued end. him for ten million pounds. Wow. I'm fairly Jesus. sure. Or some, a, fig, a huge. I remember figure. weird thing about Mutu. He was one of the first players to be in a FIFA, and they weren't allowed to use his name because Andrea Mergu, 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 Mergu playing yeah. up front. I think it was FIFA nine and FIFA ten. Mergu up front. Here's a really good one from Johnny Hunt because I legitimately haven't thought about this guy in a very long time. And I'm going to butcher his name, Matej Mariowski. Do you remember him? Did he go? To, I think he went to Celtic. Celtic yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't at know one point, yeah, but he was bounced around in the Premier League for a while. I think he played for Wolves with Andy Kyo. Oh, his his dead ball was just absolutely delightful. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. His that's free a really kicks, but I, I really don't remember much about him. It, when you said his name, I thought Celtic. I actually didn't even associate yeah. him with Wolves. Yeah, uh, Danny, are you not thinking of Zorowski? No, 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 I am thinking That's of another, it's some great Polish football. Maybe, I am thinking of Daniel Ratzinger has Mark van Bommel, one of the most. Daniel Ratzinger? Yeah. Is uh, he anything to... Uh, the former Pope, Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger. Who <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's wow. that? And a uh, uh, legend Nazi. Shane Byrne plays football manager because he has suggested Raphael Sobis. What do you know about Raphael Sobis? Do you know uh, what do I know about Raphael I think he played Sobies. for Betis. Real Betis, he did. Yeah. No, he did, yeah. But I, I literally purely remember him from he being was a, a very pacey, a very pacey forward for Real Betis. Uh, Michael Dunn is Olaf Melberg, the Swedish centre half played with Villa. Yeah. Be- good beard, solid yeah. beard. Solid Villa defender for a long time. Who, a good player, yeah. I tell you what, while, while we're on solid went to Juventus Villa didn't he? defenders I think he, went to, I think he, he went did have to Juventus, Juventus. Uh, I think it was after they came back up into yeah, Serie A maybe he might have even played in Serie B with them, but it, he went, I think he went from Villa to Juventus um, I could be wrong there Gav will check it while we're on so yeah I'll check while it while we're on kind of Scandinavian region defenders from from Aston Villa what about your man uh, Larson his first name Ulrich Ulrich Larson yeah. what a player he was, he was a good obviously player. his career was cut short due to injury but he was part of that Petrov, 
Ashley Young, player of the season potential at Villa. Great team to, to watch. And Larson was an absolute monster in his day. Olaf Malberg left Aston Villa to go to Juventus. Confirmed. <laughs> <Thanks>. Revealed. Revealed. <laughs> Alex Conroy says Manolo Gabbiadini. Um, ah, come on, mate. We've thought about him recently because he did <laughs> score two goals in the EFL Cup oh, final yeah? on Sunday. But I tell you what, I wouldn't put it past if we're doing this again in five, six years' time. Gabbiadini being in it. Everybody's oh, losing their no, shit. Everybody's losing good. their shit on Gabbiadini. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, watch it. But I've seen him. I've seen like without trying to go full football hipster on it, and yeah. I don't even know. No, I know. I've seen anymore. him at Napoli as well. But he's, he's that's, he always has like falling out, falling out with people. Yeah. He left Napoli because they didn't fit into the system. But there was weird shit going on. With the also, like he was well. unbelievable. Like, and what re- makes me think that as well is. Danny Osvaldo leaves Syria for Southampton. Amazing start. Oh shit, he's mental. He's got yeah, it. Yeah. Graziano Pelle leaves Syria for Southampton. Great start. Holy shit, he's got on the way. He's Pelle's mental. slightly different. He's he was old and he took the money. Like yeah, he's 31, 32. That's I think, fair. You know. But I just, I'm, I wouldn't get too caught up on Manolo Gavidini just yet. I think he uh, could. Connor Poland, uh, Antoine Sibierski. Oh wow, yeah. Ball guy played for Wigan. I tell you what, I played thought, for Wigan. I played for Newcastle as well, and and was a bit of a hero there as well. Uh, Sibierski was just the ultimate. Sub to bring on and he gets you a go right when City got taken over and they were still crap for a bit. Sibierski was the guy that they like knew they had to move on from, yeah. but it was kind of harsh because he was doing so well. I mean, he didn't really play football, <laughs> Sibierski. He, he kind of played headball. You know, he was like yeah, a guy who would arrived. not be involved in play whatsoever and would just pop up with like a thundering header from distance. Dean Woods, Woody, by the way, Martin Larson. Is Ulrich? Oh, yeah, no, it no, is. No, there's Martin Larson. There was, Dean. There was oh, but there was an Ulrich as well, was there? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Now, can we get a Google on Ulrich Larson? Yeah, cool. <laughs> because uh, I'm trying to remember now where, why he's popped into our head there. Maybe it was from one of the older ones. John McHugh says Lee Tia. Ulrich Lee Larson Tai. is a blonde the, the bombshell. The Chinese guy that Everton signed. Yeah. Yeah. Ulrich Larson, blonde bombshell, played oh, with Celtic along with OB... Hibernian Celtic OB again and then finished his career at FC Copenhagen in five senior appearances for Denmark oh so Ulrich Larsson didn't play for Aston Villa no so we were thinking so of Martin yeah. Larsson yeah, and Ulrich played and for Dean Celtic. Woods Woody in the comments got that bang on well, well done Dean we're gonna, Woods Woody we're going to wrap this up and we're going to leave it on two fantastic suggestions that have come in here two Brazilians can we give three can we give one each before we yeah, go then yeah okay no, no, but I mean, well, okay, yeah. yeah well, no, okay, we'll do the Brazilians first and then we'll do ours. Yeah. So Dermot Looking's Brazilian is Ilano, which yeah. I love. Yeah. It's a great shout. He went back to Gremio, did all right. Yeah. I remember him scoring I an unbelievable it, free kick in the crack in the doors. Yeah. Like, he was a one-season oh. wonder at City under the, when they had the Shinawatra money before they, he could they got strike, the real money. He could strike a ball. Ilano, he could re- oh, that left peg was absolutely yeah. terrifying. And another Brazilian who could strike a ball has come from Gary Sheen. He says Giovanni of Hull. Yeah, I actually was only thinking of Giovanni recently, based <laughs> uh, literally based on uh, Hull, the fact that they're resurgent. And I was like, who? I was trying to think of their old Premier League spells, you know, because I was in, yeah. in my head. I was thinking they only had one, but they actually had two. And I forgot about Giovanni's uh, reign of terror. Two great Celtic shouts. I'm going to throw these in. I know we say we're going to leave it. They're too good to leave. Uh, Bobo Balde and Bobby Petta. Bobo Balde is someone who pops up in regular conversations. Yeah, we never. We, we, we never actually talk about Bobo Balde. In our morning meetings in this office, I we think largely discuss Bobo, Bobo Balde. Balde. And PJ, He's actually in the running for... Uh, PJ always <laughs> describes him as the Javi of the air. Javi of the air. <laughs> Yeah. Bobo Valde the Javier you can keep that because he's we've, actually, we've he's stolen in, it he's, in, he's in the running for uh, the job of national team manager and that's on the back of being bankrupt only a couple of years ago Bobo so he's um, he set up a load of football academies in Marseille and tries to 
bring lads through the system. But now he's uh, about yeah. to become manager. Of we've Central been on team. air twenty minutes, awesome. and we've only got one shout for your ma. That comes from Glenn Shearer Murphy. <laughs> and thanks, Glenn. Shearer I was Murphy. only on the phone to my ma, Glenn, <laughs> moments ago. Well, she's not, a, she doesn't play football, and B, I think better. How do you know she doesn't like, play football? Um, well, I know my ma doesn't play football. Oh, sorry, yeah. She's famously famously doesn't play football. Uh, so before we leave, who's your one uh, parting? You haven't thought about this in a long uh, time. Laura Robert. Yeah, Robert, yeah, I tell you what I have because uh, the whole scorpion kick nonsense Lauren Robert did it better than anyone that's true so that's why I went straight to Lauren Robert yeah, when those scorpion actually, kicks yeah. went in Gavin who's yours uh, well I've you'll have thought of him purely in the basis that I bring up sure. bring him up very often uh, Finiti George I oh. found he's one of the most underrated players like this is a guy who won a Champions League with Ajax and played in that unbelievable Louis van Gaal team uh, scored an amazing goal or at least set one up at the Bernabeu in that Champions League run then went to fucking Ipswich yeah. and I thought he was a sensation in the Premier League like that was when I was really coming into my like prime of watching football you yeah. know and that Ipswich team that sort of came sixth one season and then, then got relegated the next Stewart. season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that team Finiti George what a player Absolutely. so fast absolutely agree with that I'm actually going to share those nine heroes of the golden age of Nigerian football on, gonna have on, to. on Twitter gonna tonight have to. so keep an eye out for that my one before we leave is Andre BK I mentioned yeah. him earlier today but I I, th- I think people forget just how batshit insane Andre BK was very crazy man yeah he not only played in that uh, Reading to that iconic Reading team that was staff, sta- uh, stuffed full of Irish people he got sent off in it like every other week <laughs> but he also played for Burnley when they got promoted to the Premier League and I remember there was some mad mad thing that went down with Andre BK when he was at uh, Burnley he had like one of those things where like players are trying to hold them back and the manager comes on and he pushes the manager absolute nut job Andre BK Cameroon International so that was a success that, that, went, nice. that, that went better than we thought, <laughs> we thought it was going to go it was good fun um, yeah just it's amazing like it's amazing as well when you see like we had 600 comments and when you ask people to name a footballer that you haven't thought about in a while you're going to get so many different responses like we got guys that we've literally been thinking about today we've got guys that we li- honestly didn't even know existed yeah. so uh, I'm just I'm so glad to be working somewhere where I can communicate with someone who knows who Antoine Sibierski is. Yeah. Just like that. Ah, Antoine Sibierski is a legend, man. An absolute legend of the game. Um, But that is all we've got time for this week on this kind of wide, meandering (laughs) edition of the Balls That I Football Show brought to you, as always, in association with Ladbooks. Before we leave, a reminder that they are offering double odds on the following games this weekend. Birmingham versus Leeds on Friday, Liverpool versus Arsenal on Saturday, Spurs versus Everton and Sunderland versus Man City on Sunday and West Ham versus Chelsea on the Monday Night Football. So you can get double odds on all of those games with Ladbrokes. A huge thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast. A huge thank you to you for listening to the podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. That's a really good idea. It makes you feel better about yourself going forward. You can can listen to us on all the uh, usual avenues and make sure to check out the posts that we do out of this podcast on the site as well. Thank you very much for listening. From myself, Gavin Cooney and Gavin Casey who joined us for the Ball Bag Live. We will catch you for the next one.